Hello, today is Friday, March the 5th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Gore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. So, Jeffrey, it was a pretty cold week this week. What did you think? I think we could have been blown away a couple times. Scott at the elevator was saying today was colder than yesterday. It, so, the, uh, started the wind, out the week not that cold. So. But the wind, it just it goes right through you. Ooh. So, let's see if it's cold outside in the markets. Were they cold or hot this week? I guess they were all around. So, the... Uh, We'll jump right into there. The old crop prices, uh, old crop soybeans jumped up again this week, uh, helped some by the basis. Uh, but new crop uh, prices, so new crop corn, it's currently at like 243 mm-hmm. at the elevator. Phenomenal, $243. Is that a new high, Jeffrey? Uh, that's right there at the high. We have targets in there at 245 That's kind of hoping they hit today. We're doing this podcast a little early on Friday. This week, uh, soybeans, when we left the office, they were at 5.59. The high for them was uh, like a week ago Wednesday, I think it was 5.63. 5.63. Something like that. And the spring wheat's just over the 2.80, and the winter wheat's about 2.70. They're down a couple dollars this week, but uh, mm-hmm. still some pretty phenomenal prices. So so let's see, It's the markets were hot and cold this week, just like our weather outside this week. So Yeah. So soybeans, uh, you said the high was five sixty three. So what caused them to come down? It's uh, so the markets. It's there's been a little bit of turmoil in the soybean market. Uh, soybean uh, soy soybean oil closed yesterday at a new eight and a half year high. Wow! So the vegetable oil market's going really strong. Worldwide demand some. Lack of supply on canola and palm side has really helped the soybean side. Mm-hmm. So that's really supporting the soybean market. Yep. Uh, soybean meal price is still very high, and I'm sure our dairy farmers that are using some in their rations realize that. However, it has pulled back some. So there's a couple reasons for that. In the U.S., they've been having a pretty much a record monthly crush total of soybeans. So they have been producing more soybean meal than they have for years and so there's a little bit of an oversupply in the u.s and there's might be an oversupply in china right now too would that be like a a oversupply would that be from a couple years ago remember when guys were just holding on to their beans because the bean price just plummeted when uh what was it the trade agreements with china (laughs) well we're just kind of talking the oversupply in soybean meal right now okay so in the soybean meal, it's, so that's just coming right from the crush, the monthly crush totals. But in China, there's there might be a bit of an oversupply of soybean meal as there's rumors. Well, not rumors. I guess it's some fact in there for whatever you can believe coming out of China. But they, uh, the African swine flu is back in some of their hog herd. That's not good. And uh, so it's supposedly localized in a few different areas. Mm-hmm. But uh, how major it is, we don't know. Are they going to be able to contain it this time? We don't know. Hopefully. So it was in the news like early this week. I haven't seen anything about it yesterday or today, which was good. But if that gets widespread as quick as China came into the market last August, 
and purchase a lot of soybeans and corn. And that's what really drove the prices up was when they started coming in the market with large purchases. As quick as they come in, they can go out. Yeah. And if we don't have that demand from China, as quick as prices went up, they can come back down. And, and even more so with the managed money position. Oh, with the managed money position. That's a great thing to point out, uh, Dolores. That managed money position, again, being at record highs, betting on the market to continue to go up. So if they see a reason for the market to come down, they'll liquidate fast, lock in all the profits that they've made and buying their positions to help drive up prices and uh, prices will go down fast. So... So that's kind of on the soybean side. Why have we pulled back a little bit? It's probably mostly on the soy meal side of it right now. There's still uh, there's still some supportive things out there. So if we look at uh, the weather, mm-hmm. weather in South America, Argentina remains dry. The last three weeks forecast has been pretty much not enough rain in Argentina, supposedly affecting the growing crops. Mm-hmm. You would think they'd be decreasing production estimates for Argentina, but nothing too major yet. Brazil, northern Brazil, the harvest is moving along fairly well, as far as I can read or find out. Central Brazil continues to get big rains. Like I think this morning I was reading, they're expecting another three inches over the weekend. So they're showing pictures now of the trucks in the mud and soybeans being just hammered by the rain so they're talking in central brazil they're way behind on harvest affecting quality probably affecting yield southern brazil remains damp we'll say not as bad as the not as dry as the north but not as wet as the central so would that be affecting their corn plant then well Uh... it's First, it affects, yeah, so it affects when they can get the soybeans off. Yeah. And they're talking about it affecting yield. But if I just say one more thing on there, even though they're talking about it affecting yield, the analysts haven't really decreased any projections yet out of Brazil. So then into the corn side, so there's Safrina corn crop, which is their second second crop they plant after soybeans, soybeans I think is about 80% of their corn crop. Okay. And so that's going to be delayed planting. So that would that be supportive of our, our corn price? Well, then? that should be decreasing corn potential corn yield in Brazil. Yeah. Because it if they delay planting, it ends up growing in some of their drier season, which in theory should decrease their yield. Yeah. But it's again interesting in saying that because just this week I read another analyst increasing his corn production numbers for for brazil <laughs> and i thought like if anything it should be going the, the other way right now. he must know something we don't <laughs> yeah so it's it's interesting you know how these analysts come up with their numbers so we're we're not really seeing a, a, the effects of the the wet weather and the dry weather in south america yet on on projections out of uh for their yield so it's uh just something we have to continue to watch so it's it should be supportive. Really, right now, South American weather should be supporting soybean prices and corn prices for decreased yield potential on both sides. And we've talked about how in China, the African swine flu, the potential of that is very scary, mm-hmm. you know, for our markets. Uh, 
the market's pulled back here a little bit. Uh, the last couple of weeks, there's been some slow export sales, new sales out of the U.S. Uh, there's the USDA, they they announce daily on larger export sales. Yep. They call them their flash sales report in the morning. And uh, we've had one this week, and that was the first one in like 10 days. And that was to Japan, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, to Japan. And so it's... It's almost like China is playing the market again, kind of sitting back a little bit. Like they did have their Lunar New Year holiday a couple sure. weeks ago, but they haven't come back to it since then. And probably watching a little bit closely on this African fly, uh, swine flu to see what's going to happen there, right? Because oh. last year, or last time it happened, it was devastating. Oh, What well, was it? 90% of their hog herd was wiped out. Yeah, it was the numbers. Again, we, uh, you can't believe what you hear in China or from China, <laughs> but the market trades on the news coming out of China. Yeah. So we do have some more news next week. There is the monthly stocks report out of the USDA, mm-hmm. their monthly WASDA report, they call it. Um, you know, last month we were, most analysts were saying next month they're going to have to decrease the their carryout stocks. They're going to have to increase it, exports. Well, with a few sluggish weeks of export sales, maybe they'll just hold on tight. Hold on tight for another another <laughs> month or so. Kick that can down the road, I guess. Yeah. The March report usually isn't that large of a a market mover. Market mover, but always the USDA can surprise us. But, but there is a bigger report at the end of the month, isn't there, Jeff? Oh, that's usually a very large one. So that's the the end of March. Uh, planting intentions report out of the u.s already reading some analysts talking about that how uh the u.s needs i think last year they had about 10 million acres in the set aside program they need those acres to come in production on in corn and soybeans to rebuild stocks okay because it was just the what was it the egg outlook forum there a couple weeks ago where they were still projecting tight stock numbers over the next crop year or two yep so they need to show some of those set-aside acres going back into the markets. And in uh, this, the planting report, you know, that usually before this, sometimes there's what we call the uh, the fight for the acres. And that's where we'll drive prices up or down in the different markets. Mm-hmm. But this year, we they need to rebuild both corn and soybean stocks. So, so I, I had a farmer ask me this week about... Um about the prices coming here into the summer for old crop and there's still an inversion in our market and with ending stocks being so tight and right needing to rebuild our stocks do you see that changing to a carry or like what do you so the inversion in the market uh that just means the chicago prices are higher right now than they are in the summer yeah and uh and that's but usually it's the opposite. Usually they're higher in the yeah, summer. It should be a carry out into the summer. It should be rewarding people for for storing their crops. Yeah. So with the higher price in the nearbys, that is telling people to sell. Uh, we have that right now. And the only thing that really changes that is if in your local market, there ends up being a perceived shortage. Mm-hmm. We are very blessed in this market that we have a couple uh, large end users down along the seaway. Yeah. And, um, but they also look after their supply well ahead. And, uh, if, 
if they were to get short, you know, the storing the corn to the summer would end up paying. But if they've managed their their position well enough, it won't pay this year. And so it's it's a gamble. It's always a gamble, but it's even more of a gamble this year. So basically, they're going to, they see that it's worth it for them to, to store it themselves and have a big stockpile to be able to hold them over till next fall instead of paying uh, the farmers a higher price for them, for the farmers to, to basically pay for the storage, right? So it works that way, either owning that physical crop, but uh, you also know Dolores, how they purchase forward contract yes, they uh, do. way ahead. The way, uh, same way all the elevators, you know, how we would buy from somebody to ship next June, next mm-hmm. July. Uh, mm-hmm. The end users are doing that. And I think they have most of their position covered with contracts probably that... Uh, hopefully were made before the inversion came into the market yeah. for, for the selling side. And I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, crop left out there. <laughs> We've, uh, we usually have a little bit of storage left in our elevator, right? And we have almost next to none for soybeans and corn for a yeah. little crop. So it's, so. well, prices were just too, uh, too strong for people to yeah. hold on to it. You know, we reward that market when you saw prices that we haven't seen for a few years. Yeah. It's hard to hold on to them forever and ever. And, uh, to wait for that. You already think you're getting a home run and then <laughs> then you see prices go up another $20 afterwards. Yeah. But you know what? It's They've all been good sales for the people to make. And uh, and even the on-farm storage is more limited this year. More farmers had, had forward contracted ahead of time just because the price was too attractive. But there still are some attractive prices out there. You know, we're uh, up that $290 region for, for some direct ship uh, corn. You know, old crop wow. soybeans, what's like six seventy in direct ship or something. Like it's just a phenomenal number. It so. is, yeah. Anyhow, it's a I guess right now there's not too much of that out there, but it's a wait and see for the, the market going forward, how the weather's going to affect it, what's happening in China, what the USDA is gonna say next week and the end of the month. I think that pretty much covers it. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great weekend. They don't get blown away. Well, I'm sure it'll get a little bit warmer. Enjoy the snow this weekend. It looks pretty warm next week. Um, yeah. So we'll, uh, we're looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Bye, Bye. for now. Bye for now.